We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Notre Dame fans, welcome back to another edition of Irish Breakdown. It is Monday, August 3rd, and Vince D'Addario, my co-host, my man, it has been a long time since we've done a podcast together, and it is good to be back. Uh, I just wanted to kind of explain to everybody uh, briefly while we've been gone. Basically, I've been having some health problems uh, that have made it very hard for me to uh, talk for long periods of time and do, I do not want to hear any jokes about me being long winded. Uh, but, uh, that's kind of been going on. And then Vince, uh, has been dealing with a lot of stuff in regards to family and five kids and school and baseball <laughs> and all these other kind of things. So, uh, unfortunately the podcast had to, had to take a break and, um, you know, I'm, I'm still going through tests to try to figure out what's going on, but I am feeling better. I took a vacation last week that kind of, you know, I think rejuvenated me a little bit. Uh, took a little bit of a break from talking, relative, sp- relatively speaking, to how often I talk. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how much of a break you actually took, but that's another conversation. Relative. Another I said no jokes about how much I talk. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, um, I missed miss that point. It's all right. It's all right. Um, we established on WSBT that you don't pay attention to what I say anyway, guys, so it's all good. <laughs> Uh, but, but it is good to be back and I do appreciate the patience. And honestly, you know, I, I, the reason I stated the other day on Irish breakdown about what was going on with my health, cause to me, it's a, it's a private matter. It doesn't really, you know, it's just, I like to keep those kind of things personal and, and, you know, unless it's a big deal, but I just, I don't like talking about my stuff. You know, I, when, when my wife was diagnosed with COVID back in April, I reached out to people cause I'm a, I'm a believer in the power of prayer. Uh, but when it comes to me and my health, I just, it comes across as kind of like whiny. 
to tell I people what's you. going on. But I had so many people asking about why we didn't have podcasts that I felt it was it was right to inform people. But it was also kind of it made me happy that we had that many people that were like, man, we were missing your show. And my concern was we were out so long that people would have forgot. And yeah. uh, the fact that so many people kept reaching out, and especially over the last week, I had a lot, which was which we really appreciate, and it, it means a lot because this is what we do. Why this is why we do what we do uh, is, is for y'all because we want to be able to talk Notre Dame football with each other, but more importantly, we want to be able to talk Notre Dame football with y'all. And uh, and we appreciate the fact that y'all listen and and y'all wanted the show, and so we're very excited about that. But Vince, you can tell I've been back home for the last uh, week and a half because I'm saying a lot more y'alls and uh, getting that little country accent back a little bit. But um, today, Vince, yes, sir, our show is going to be about Notre Dame and the ACC, and there are about 15 different ways we can go with this, and we are <laughs> yes, going to have a lot of Notre Dame and the ACC conversations coming up. We're going to break down the 2020 Notre Dame schedule, ACC schedule. If you go to irishbreakdown.com, today I released the top five teams. I ranked the 10 ACC opponents for a 1 to 10. Yesterday we had 6 through 10. Today we had 1 through 5. Check that out. Uh, I break down why I think the teams are where they are, and it was difficult. There were some programs like UNC that I have high, but you know, is this really the year? Are they a year away. I like Louisville, Pitt. I thought about being higher. Florida State could be higher just based on talent, but I had them low because I'm unsure of their coaching staff and some other right. issues. So there was just a lot. Uh, it, it was a challenging. It was a challenging schedule. We'll break down the schedule. We're going to dive into. We're out of a podcast coming up very soon where Vince and I are going to talk openly and honestly about whether or not Notre Dame should, in fact, join a conference, and is it time for them to finally join a conference? So we'll, we'll dive into all that. So we'll have a lot of those kind of breakdowns. But today, we're going to talk about the national narrative about Notre Dame and conferences, because I am absolutely sick of hearing just the constant nonsense. And it used to not bother me because it was just from fans of other programs and other conferences. And I get that. If I was a Big Ten fan, I'd probably feel the same way about Notre Dame. And and that's what you want from fans. You want fans to be passionate, but you don't necessarily – you know, evaluate fans on their knowledge of other programs that they're not a fan of, you know, and so it it didn't really bother me, and they don't know the ins and outs and inner workings of Notre Dame, but what's bothered me really, especially the last couple years, but more so uh, when this whole pandemic uh, caused all the the scheduling challenges, is how many quote-unquote professionals in the media were making similar claims, and and that's what frustrates me, Vince, And, and I know it's frustrated you too, which is why we're doing the show, is you expect it from fans, but when you hear, I mean, let's just be honest, there's been some outright ignorance coming mm-hmm. from supposed professionals in our industry, and that's why we're doing this show today. Well, and that, that you hit the nail on the head. It's like you listen to some of these guys, and, and you know, you listen to the talking heads on the radio, and you, and you, you see some of that clickbait on Twitter and across uh, the, the worldwide web of lies. And uh, <laughs> That is awesome. I love that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it, it just it blows my mind. I mean, I heard I heard a clip the other day, and the guy was rattling on about Notre Dame's schedule, and he got it wrong. Like he yeah. didn't even have the right schedule. It's I mean, how hard is it to pull up Notre Dame's schedule and have it in front of you if you're going to do your little rant yeah. or whatever? And then my other favorite thing is is hearing people talk about oh well Notre Dame gets all that NBC money and they should share it with the yeah. ACC and blah blah blah. It's like. It would take 30 seconds of homework to figure out the fact that Notre Dame makes way less money than every other ACC uh, individual school across the board. But 
they don't take five seconds to do that homework and, and see what those numbers even are. I mean, they're out there for public consumption. It is not a complicated it, let, let, thing Let's to find. play an example of that, Vince. This is from someone named Frank Frangie, who uh, is on a radio station down in Jacksonville, Florida. Again, yes. this is someone who is paid to give professional opinion. So let's play that clip right now. This is just a snippet of what he had to say, but here's a about 45 second uh, example of just how nonsensical some of this stuff is. It's now time for the ACC to say, listen, we've come along with you. We've done the whole, you'll show up in our basketball tournament. You'll show, which is the best basketball tournament in the world. You'll show up in our baseball league, which is one of the best baseball leagues in the country. You'll show up in all this other stuff. We'll adopt you. We'll let you be come to the meetings. We'll let you be part of the party. But then in football season, you keep all your NBC money. That, that's crap. And, and, and it's time now the ACC says, okay, we're doing you the ultimate solid here now. The ultimate. Because we're, you, could, you didn't have a schedule. You had, six, you had our six teams, and that was it. You were losing USC and Stanford and Michigan and Michigan State, whoever else. And we bailed you out. And we're letting you play for our title. It's time now you're in the league. So that's just one example, Vince. And, and his part right there had to do with the money. And it just it, it's part of a bigger issue. And so the three kind of areas I want to discuss here is, number one, the notion of the ACC bailing Notre Dame out. Uh, there's this belief, ignorant belief, that if it wasn't for the ACC, Notre Dame would have zero games. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk about why that's stupid. Now, the ACC has stepped up. I'm not going to say that they have it, but just this notion that Notre Dame doesn't have a season, not for the ACC. I want to get into the notion of Notre Dame being independent and just how misguided people are on that. And then finally, we want to talk about the financial conversation because even someone like David Cutcliffe, who I have tremendous respect for as a coach, as a human being, just in every aspect, I can't think of anything negative to say about David Cutcliffe at all. But even he said things that, to me, I found like, wow, how does someone like that just be this misinformed? And I think part of it is because he's probably getting his opinion from people in the media, and, and exactly. they're misinformed, so it just exactly. spreads. So, first of all, this notion that the ACC bailed out Notre Dame. Now, here's what the ACC has done, okay? And this is the positive, and we'll dive into this in future shows, but the ACC stepped up and gave Notre Dame a better schedule than it otherwise would have had. Had, had the Power Five conferences all said, hey, we're just going conference only. Okay, so let's be honest about that. The ACC helped Notre Dame out. I'm not going to sit there and pretend that they didn't. Uh, but there was also financial incentive for the ACC to do so, not necessarily directly this year, but maintaining that relationship with Notre Dame because if they would have said, hey, sorry, Notre Dame, we're, we're not going to help you out this year, whether it was five games, six games, or now ten games, they have a contract that goes into the 2030s with Notre Dame, that Notre Dame would have had a, an opportunity to get out of. And, and that would have hurt the ACC. Because there's a reason the ACC got into this deal. People act like Notre Dame walks in and just bullied the ACC into this into this deal. Uh, not the deal currently, but the deal they signed back in, what, 2013, 2014. And, and, and like the ACC had no control, and Notre Dame just, you know, wielded their, 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 uh, their huge stick, and the ACC had to take it. John Swafford's a smart dude. He's shown that, especially in recent months, that he's a pretty sharp dude. There's advent, there's there's advantages for the ACC to have this relationship as well. Uh, number one, number two. Let's not forget there's six other independent teams. I feel like people have this notion that like Notre Dame's the only independent program. Okay, there are six other independent games. Notre Dame could have easily played all six of them twice and had a season. Now. 
Would sure. it have been an attractive season? No. They'd have had BYU, Liberty, UMass, UConn, New Mexico State, and there's one other team that wouldn't have been a very attractive either. Uh, oh, oh, Army. That I mean, Army and BYU would have been your two best games. That would have left Notre Dame and a you know they'd have played, but it wouldn't have been a pretty schedule. But as we've seen with like the MAC, we've seen with the American Athletic Conference, they're going to have non-conference games. Right. Notre Dame could have scheduled teams like Houston, Memphis, SMU, Navy. There would have been plenty of games for Notre Dame. Now, would any of those options been as sexy as Notre Dame being in the ACC this year? No. But this notion that Notre Dame doesn't have football in 2020 if the ACC or some other Power 5 conference steps up to the plate is just stupid. And you'd think that people that are paid to have opinions about college football would be more knowledgeable about college football. Yeah, well, and and look, there's a lot of things that we hear from Brian Kelly and Jack Swarbrick that you take with a grain of salt, right? <laughs> I mean, because they're talking to the media and they're going to tell you what you want to hear, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact that both of them said that their phone has been ringing off the hook to schedule games and that it was the least of their priorities and the least of their worries throughout this whole situation, I 100% believe that. Because it, you're telling me that any of the schools that you just mentioned wouldn't give you know whatever they have to give up to have Notre Dame on their schedule, whether it's going to Notre Dame Stadium or whether it's Notre Dame coming to their stadium – Either way, they would love it. And I can tell you right now, one school that's really upset, or two schools that are upset about this whole schedule situation, is Arkansas and Western Michigan. Because Mm -hmm. they were really looking forward to making that trip to South Bend uh, for a multitude of reasons. So, look, Notre Dame would have had no trouble filling their schedule. Would it have been as sexy as it is with the ACC? Of course not. Maybe, Frank- but see, but I'm even going to push back. So, so I said that earlier, and I agree with you based on what we know, the independent and that kind of thing. But you don't think for a second, Vince, that if Notre Dame would have, if the ACC would have tried to play hardball with Notre Dame, and you don't think the Big Twelve would have said, "Hey, guys, oh yeah, <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> we'll play you." Yeah. <laughs> You know, and and I mean that's the notion that like this this if the if it's not for the ACC Notre Dame, so so my initial premise was they'd have been fine even if all the Power Five conferences would have played hardball, but to think that there wouldn't have been like the Big Twelve or the Big Ten or some other conference who wouldn't have gladly talked to Notre Dame exactly. about coming to join, especially like the Big Twelve, because there's even more financial incentive for them than let's say the the SEC or, or the Big Ten, and the Big Ten doesn't need Notre Dame's money. That's the one conference that doesn't need Notre Dame's money because of the the great Big Ten contract that they have. So, and I don't see Notre Dame ever joining the Big Ten anyway for reasons that go way back before say, our parents yeah. were born. Right. That's a whole uh, other story. Yeah, and I don't ever want to see Notre Dame even consider joining the Big Ten for sports. I'm cool with it for hockey because it's. I mean, the options are far more limited. Correct. Uh, but you're not limited for options in in football and and for other sports so so that's the thing is there would have been other conferences there would have been plenty of schools that would have been more than willing to 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 schedule because here's the thing Vince and and you know this it's not just about 2020 right teams are teams and especially conferences are going to do whatever they can to say hey Notre Dame remember us because they see what Notre Dame has with USC and especially they see what Notre Dame has with Navy. Navy has not done a thing for Notre Dame from a football standpoint in 40 years as far as being advantageous. There's nothing that Navy provides Notre Dame from just a purely football standpoint, which is why so many Notre Dame fans don't want that game anymore. Oh, sure. It's been longer than that. I yeah, mean, but, let's be honest. But I want that game because 
I do believe in loyalty. And, and, and when yeah. Notre Dame was presented with a, with a really tough situation during World War II, Navy stepped up to the plate and helped Notre Dame remain Notre Dame. And if not for Navy, there, there would be no Notre That's Dame. Right. And so Notre Dame has repaid that. And, and the respect between those two programs to this day exists. I mean, you will not find a better example of just re- mutual respect than what happens at the end of every Notre Dame-Navy game. You're just not going to see it. Right. And and they will battle and they will hit and they will scrap and they'll claw. But there's a level of respect there that you always see. And it's and it goes and it's much deeper than just Notre Dame players understand who those kids are, that those kids are going to be putting their life on the line to protect us and serve our country uh, when they're done playing college football. While Notre Dame players are getting jobs or going to the NFL or whatever, those kids are going to fight wars and protect us and those kind of things. But it's also because there is an understanding and a respect at Notre Dame about what Navy has done for Notre Dame. And people see that. And they see that loyalty that Notre Dame has shown Navy for all these years. And they're like, hey, we'd like a piece of that. So, hey, if we got to step up in 2020 to help Notre Dame out because it's going to benefit us down the road, there would have been plenty of people willing to do that. And that's where... You have to let your emotions kind of go when you, you know, it's, it's fine. You want to say something on Twitter, but like when you're being interviewed, when you're doing a radio show, you kind of have to, I like emotion, Vince, you and I are both sure. passionate dudes, oh, yeah. but your emotion can't get the better of you where you say stupid things. And that's the problem that I see, especially on Twitter. Cause I just feel like it's a lot easier to, to like, when you say things, you're like, man, that sounds really stupid, but I feel like there's less of a filter with your fingers. You know what I mean? And and you can delete a tweet. You can't take back something you said in your, you know, your ESPN radio. Oh, that was stupid. I'm gonna delete that tweet. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> done that. But uh, I just feel like you, you just wish that there would be a greater knowledge of just of of who Notre Dame is and why Notre Dame matters. Because again, Notre Dame has not been a national title contender in a long time. But the fact that Notre Dame is still is good now makes them even more attractive. But even if they weren't, they understand that Notre Dame equals money question for you Vince do you and this is a this is a setup question I know that you know the answer (laughs) do you know how many ACC teams attracted more viewers during the 2019 regular season than Notre Dame yes you know the answer is it's zero Uh, zero none zero none not Clemson the highest rated ACC games were any game that involved Notre Dame just yeah I I mean mean, if you look at the top 10 I think over half of them were Notre Dame games and, and the ACC knows that. And, and look, here's the other deal, Vince, is, is, is it's about the ACC was very smart because they understand the financial implications. And we'll get into that in a second. But, but I, before we do, I, I, almost, I almost got myself off track, Vince. But the other notion that bothers me is this notion that Notre Dame is playing by an unfair standard. And, and, and I've heard this a lot in the last couple of years. And I feel like in the world of Twitter, it's a lot easier for groupthink to emerge. Uh, and, and one of the, the group think things that just drives me nuts is this notion that Notre Dame is playing by a different standard, a different set of rules. And that is, that is one of the most ignorant, stupid things that you could possibly say. Let me remind people about night, the last time Notre Dame won a national championship. The year was 1988. And I was 10. You were like, what, eight? Uh, eight. So, yeah. You know, it was a good, glorious time. And and I'll never forget being a Notre Dame fan back then because you know from the time of what ten to fifteen I'm th- from eighty eight to ninety three you know Notre Dame was was really good 
the Denver Broncos were pretty good most of those years. I was a Boston Celtics fan. They had won just three, you know, NBA titles during my childhood. The Reds won a World Series in 1990. I'm like, sports is awesome, you know. But but let's re- let's remind people about the realities of college football back in 1988. Notre Dame won the national championship as an independent program. They were one of 25 independent programs. The number two team in the country that year was Miami. They were an independent. Mm -hmm. The number three team in the country that year was Florida State. They were an independent. The number five team in the country that year was West Virginia. They were an independent. Other independent programs include Pitt, Boston College, Virginia Tech. Penn State was an independent back then. Uh, South Carolina, Louisville. There were 25 independent teams. Now, there was never a rule after that year that said you can't be an independent anymore. Teams chose to join leagues for financial reasons. They chose this. I've used this this analogy in the past. It's kind of like, you know, you 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 you're you know we're we're single guys. We're hanging out. We're having a good time, and and you decide to settle down, you know, with with someone because you know what, she's she's safe, you know, and 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 she likes me. You know what I mean? Like I'm not necessarily in love with her, but you know it's good and it's dependable. And then I stay single. Right. And I'm out here making money. I'm doing my own thing. I'm living life how I want to live my life. And now you're mad at me because you chose to go get married to somebody you, you weren't in love with. You know what I mean? And you're mad at me because I chose to stay single. The reality is, is that those teams chose to stop being independent. Yeah. Now, there are reasons, financial reasons for it. But again, it's because they're not Notre Dame. They don't have the ability to go make money the way that Notre Dame has to make money. That's not Notre Dame's fault. That's just it's just because you're they're better than you. You know, when it comes to how they've d- built their program in the last hundred years, you know, and so that's the frustrating thing for me. And and you know what? It's there were some so many great games back then, Vince. Like, let's just look at some of the matchups that we saw that season because of the independence and the leagues being smaller. Miami that year played Florida State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Missouri, Notre Dame, LSU, Arkansas, and then they played obviously Nebraska in a bowl game. That's a pretty broad, you know, yeah, stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New York, Florida State that year played Miami, Clemson, Michigan State, South Carolina, Virginia Tech. You know, that that was a, another broad schedule. They played Florida obviously back then. And you know, Florida State played LSU. The next year played Clemson, LSU, Syracuse, Auburn, Miami, Florida. You know, and and you had so many great games. Ohio State would go out and play in the Pac-12 almost every year. You know, I remember they played UCLA at times, and you get so many of these great national games, and we don't see that anymore. Notre Dame's not the reason for that. They're not the reason that's going on anymore. And so these teams chose. There's no rule. Look, if tomorrow, if Alabama said, "Hey, when our when our most whatever deal, you know, contract, whatever else with the 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 SEC is up, we're, we're bailing. We're going to go start our own TV network. We're going to go do our own thing." There's no rule stopping that. If Texas wanted to do that, there's no rule stopping that. None. And They've Texas has tried that. Yeah, and it yeah. just hasn't worked because they did it kind of sloppily, uh, you know. But at the same time, they have the right to do that. Every program has a right to do that. There's no, Notre Dame is not the one changing the rules. They have been going by the same rules that they have for over 100 years. It's right. everybody else that gave into that. And that's the other thing that bothers me is they're not playing by a different set of rules. They're playing by the same rules as everybody else. And in modern football, I would argue that it hurts Notre Dame more than it helps them to be independent from a financial standpoint. And that, to me, is the biggest 
where the biggest amount of just pure and I and I don't mean this in a disrespectful manner. I mean this in the most technical term possible. That is where you see the most ignorance when it comes to other people's opinions is when they start talking about the money, the mm-hmm. NBC money. And I know that gets you super uh, fired up, Vince. It, it does. And and look, back when Notre Dame made the deal with NBC back in the early 90s, I want to say it was 91. It was uh, around in, then, yeah. In that neighborhood. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. And it was a recruiting tool. It was a financial, you know, I don't want to say use the word windfall, but it was a boost to the football program and to the university, it was a huge deal. But this is 2020, okay? You can't go on the recruiting trail anymore if you're a Power 5 conference and say, uh, and any one of them can say, look, we're on national TV. Your parents are going to be able to watch you whenever they want, you know, et cetera. That wasn't always the case unless you were Notre Dame. But now any school can say that. So that's off the table. Here's the other part. Notre Dame makes... $15 million a year Reportedly. from NBC. Reportedly. I, I have heard people say that it's not quite that much. Okay. But let's so, go with the 15 you know what? for the argument's sake. I like it being a little higher for this mm-hmm. argument because yes. it still works. It still proves your point. It still Absolutely. works. So let's say $15 million, It's a nice round number. Notre Dame does get a cut from the ACC. $7.9 million. So let's round that up to 8 Okay. And they should because... As you had mentioned before, Notre Dame had like five out of the ten uh, most highly rated games in the ACC last season. 5.6 million viewers watched the Louisville-Notre Dame game, and they weren't watching it because of Scott Satterfield's first game. And maybe they should have been, but they weren't. So those are just facts. There's no opinion here. So TV money total, NBC plus ACC, 15 plus eight uh last time i checked that's 23 million dollars mm-hmm. okay simple math right mm-hmm. well the rest of the acc all 14 schools they split the rest of the money evenly and i believe that came out to just shy of 30 million 29 and a half million dollars every team you gets go. that so i'll even say 29 because it still works for my argument so notre dame is bringing home $23 million. Every other ACC team, we're talking Duke. You know, we're talking the teams that don't. They're not good. Nobody really wants to watch them. But they're still bringing home $29.5 million, while Notre Dame is bringing home $23 million. So uh, Coach Cutcliffe, who I agree with you, I respect that man. One as of the coach. best human beings that no you'll doubt find about in this it. business. No doubt about it. He's wrong. Yeah. Oh, they should be splitting up their NBC money. Well, well, you know what? Notre Dame did that for this particular and, season. And here's 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 some here's some facts for you, Vince. I'm gonna throw this out there that kind of goes with your argument. This is what's so funny. I just wish people would be more educated. If you take Notre Dame and, and you round it up, so you round it up the seven point nine to eight, right, and the twenty three right. million, right, uh, the fifteen million for Notre Dame. We're gonna go with the highest possible number. Correct. And you and you so that comes out to you got twenty three million, right? Twenty three. Yeah. So. If you take the 29 and a half, multiply that times the 14 teams, you get $413 million. You add Notre Dame's $23 million, and now you split that amongst 15 teams, because now Notre Dame is being split amongst that. They would make $29.1 million. So they would all take almost a half a million dollar pay cut. Correct. But to, here you to go. split the money with Notre Dame, <laughs> like they they if they were smart, they would have said, "Hey, join the league. You're not going to get any more of our money. You keep your NBC money." Yeah. 
Yeah. It's Notre Dame that wants to split the money. You idiots. Yes. They gave them the NBC money. They're yes. Like, yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah, we'll yeah. split the money. Yes, we'll split it all up evenly because now Notre Dame is going to make an extra $6 million off TV money this year. Which right now, in this particular environment, yes. this economic environment, is huge. Yes. yes. That's huge. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, poo-poo on the ACC. So, like, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, you know what? Hey, Frankie, whatever your name is, guy that doesn't know Jack, you're right. Notre Dame should split up that NBC money. You're absolutely right. Notre Dame should make $6 million more million than they would have made otherwise. <laughs> and now the ACC teams could take a half a million dollar pay cut. Bravo, good sir. Bravo. That's the frustrating thing about all this. And because the, you know this, Vince. Notre Dame. the thing is, that guy's an. Go, Vince. Go. Yeah, you're you're on fire, buddy. Keep going. Oh, sorry. I, no, no, no. I was just gonna say that this guy is supposedly a professional radio right. host down in ACC country. That amount of research that we just gave you took, I, I, let's say, max five minutes. Now okay? he did apologize afterwards for being wrong. Did he really? The, yeah. He, oh, okay. he there was a tweet because he got called out by a lot of Notre Dame fans, oh. and, and good on him for saying, "Hey, you know what? I had it wrong." But but the the fact of the matter is, you went into your show without w- correct going off of emotion as opposed yes. to doing your homework and saying, yes. "Hey, you know what? Let's figure this out." Because you know it, it's called being a professional, and and that's the issue. Is so many of these hot takes are meant to give red meat to your audience as opposed to informing your audience. Yes. And that's the and, and we see that in politics, we see that in sports. I mean, it's sure. it's frustrating that our business has become so much about clicks and hot takes, and it's gone away from providing information and being open to when you know, hey, you know what? There have been times I've I've gone into articles with an opinion, and mm-hmm. I'm doing my data to back my opinion, but then the data says a different story. So you have two choices: one, don't write the article, right? right or right. two, and this is how it should be. You write the article in a different way where you allow the data to drive your narrative. Yes. As opposed to using the data to, you know, you manipulate the data to fit your narrative. Absolutely. And, and the, the thing is, look, as a Notre Dame fan, do I ever want them to join a conference? I really don't. Okay. Because I think the benefits outweigh, you know, uh, the benefits of being independent outweigh the benefits of going into a conference as we sit today. Okay. Now, granted, with all the COVID stuff, that's different. So, but I'll be the first one to admit this season it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. It does. It makes sense. And and Touche to uh Swafford and uh Swarbrick and everybody that was in on making this decision because it look, it benefits both sides. Don't yes. think that the ACC is just as he said in his little thing, doing them a solid. Mm-hmm. Okay, Which, are they? Th- th- are they, they are helping? to a degree. They are, but they're benefiting. Yeah. It's not like they're, it's a one-way not, yeah. street. They're not doing this out of the, just the own goodness of their own right. heart. They're doing this because they know this is going to benefit them. Yes, or at least has a chance to. But be- the, the, the reality is, for the ACC, it's a net. It's a net. I mean, it's going to be a positive at the very yes. least. It's just they keep ha- they keep the relationship going. Correct. At best, Notre Dame joins, and that's great for them. Well, yeah. I- I, you know, I mean, so there's I no lose yes, in here for them. No now, lose, now Notre right. Dame has more to lose in this than 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 uh, the ACC does because Notre Dame could go out there and just get their butts handed to them, you know, three four different times, and you know they they have more to lose. If Notre Dame goes like six and four in the league this year, that that would be embarrassing. Yes, there's a greater chance of that happening than all of a sudden ACC standing or you know uh, TV ratings tanking, barring 
things that we don't know about yet. But if Notre Dame plays in the ACC this year, you wait till all 10 of those games get played. You don't think that people are going to tune in to watch Notre Dame Florida State? It doesn't Absolutely. matter what, but here's the thing: it doesn't matter what Florida State's record is. It doesn't. Yeah. It won't right. matter. Right, right, right. You, you, you don't think Notre Dame's Clemson's going to be one of the five most watched games of the year, if not more? You know, I mean, just go look at Notre Dame Georgia a couple years ago. I mean, it just that that's the frustrating thing, is Vince, is is that people don't think about think these through and do research. Who has more to lose this year, the ACC or Notre Dame? Notre Dame, absolutely. And, and so. That's why the ACC did what they did, and, and and props to John Swalford for for just being a savage about this. Despite he got a lot of pushback, it would seem he got a lot of pushback from from people about you know don't why are you playing favors for Notre Dame because yeah, he understands faithful. Yeah, yeah, he understands. Hey, you know, I, I, there's a bigger picture here, and I actually have data that shows that when our teams play Notre Dame, it, it's good for our teams. No you doubt. know, and no doubt. But you there's know. story there's storylines up and down Notre Dame's schedule that's gonna get people to tune in. I mean, you know, if if uh Phil Dracovic gets eligibility, oh, you, yeah. you got Notre Dame going into Boston College with Phil Dracovic as the starter. Are mm-hmm. you kidding me? That's that's must see TV. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean there, there's yep. all kind yeah, there's all kinds of reasons to oh, tune yeah. in. Oh, yeah. Notre Dame, Florida State history, you Absolutely. know, Clemson. Uh, you know, Clemson, Notre Dame is going to be obviously a, Look, a big one. I mean, there's North Carolina <laughs> up and coming program, Mac Brown, you know, Notre Dame's got to play them. Pitt, I think is going to be a big game. That's kind of restoring that rivalry. And, you know, that was a great game two years ago. Notre Dame had to pull that one out late. Pitt seems to except except 2015, Pitt seems to just the last 10, 15 years, just give Notre Dame a lot of problems. So, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of intriguing matchups, you sure. know, Louisville, Notre Dame. That's another one. Louisville. How are they oh, going to be yeah. in, in year two of Scott Satterfield? So just so many intriguing matchups that, that are on the schedule. Now, overall, the schedule's not going to be as good as it was. And we'll no, get into not. that in future shows, but it's still going to be a, a quality schedule that will benefit the ACC and for Notre Dame should benefit Notre Dame because, you know, Brian Kelly has another schedule that's going to have some names on it, but not a lot of great teams. And so they should be able to kind of pad the stats against a, exactly. a, a, a relatively inferior schedule compared to what Notre Dame used to play. So I think it's going to help both sides. And and for the ACC, you know, like I said, ultimately the end game with John Swafford is we want to get Notre Dame in the league. And oh, the sure. best way to do that is to say, hey, Notre Dame, whatever you need, we got your back. Well, and that that's that's what always got me is before they even announced that Notre Dame was going into the conference, everybody was saying, "Oh, this is now this is the time for the ACC to hold Notre Dame over the coals and get them to join and et cetera, et cetera." Um, you're way better off uh, in dealing with Notre Dame to use an olive branch as yeah, opposed to a big stick. The carrot is going to work like, much better than the stick. You do not want to get in a game of chicken with Notre Dame. No. When, when you're like fifth out of all – wait a minute. Are they fifth or fourth amongst all Power 5 teams and, and TV money? I can't – Power four, Power 5 conferences. They're I'm either not, fourth or fifth. Them in the yeah. Pac-12. And the Pac-12 is a joke. In so many different ways. That's a whole, that's you another know, podcast you're, you're, too. By you know, the way. if the Big Ten or the SEC wanted to play hardball with Notre Dame, they could, because they don't need Notre Dame in their leagues. They don't. The SEC sure. does not need Notre Dame. The no, Big Ten the does not need Notre Dame. Doesn't. You know, so if they if Notre Dame wanted to join the SEC, the SEC would say, okay, well you're you're going to play by our rules, and sure. and Notre Dame wouldn't have a lot to say about that. 
the Big 12 doesn't have that incentive. The the ACC doesn't have that incentive. They need Notre Dame much more oh, yeah. than Notre Dame needs them. Ryan Paul Mary, one of our, our writers, wrote an article about this a couple weeks ago. And he pointed that out. Like, if you just look at the ratings, you look at the TV, you know, the TV revenue and all those kind of things and the TV viewers and all that. No, ACC needs Notre Dame a whole lot more than Notre Dame needs the ACC. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. I I think that Swafford really handled this masterfully. And, and we're going to dive into whether or not this should this will ultimately uh, result in Notre Dame joining a league when we when we dive into that show. But that just end of the day, Vince, I just Notre, and you know what's funny is I've seen so many Notre Dame fans just owning these people. And that's a kudos to all y'all. I mean, Notre <laughs> Dame fans that have just been beasting people on Twitter like Desmond Howard and this Frankie guy that that you know, uh that had his comments down in Jacksonville, just just absolutely owning those people with facts and data. I was so proud. I was like a proud papa, like seeing all these replies of people just like giving data, giving like, Hey, uh, I wanna educate you because you look like an idiot. And that was so phenomenal. It was so phenomenal. So props to all y'all who were who were doing that. And most of the responses I saw were were not like, You're a moron, Desmond. I mean, he is. Uh and this other guy is, yeah. but that's a whole different conversation. Uh, you know, it was more about, okay, how about you, how about you do some research? How about you do some homework? And and that's, what's so frustrating. You just see this on, on everywhere. You just see so much of this, this Notre Dame jealousy, you know, uh, they hate us cause they ain't us kind of thing. You know what right. I mean? Like, you know, Notre Dame is an independent, not because they're playing by a different set of rules. Cause they're just better. If BC wanted to be well, an independent. Be. They'd be screwed. Well, you it's, know, it's because they can be right? right. I mean, they have the ability they have the financial wherewithal. They have the relationships. They have the fan base to be independent. And if you want to get real about it, all these programs making all this money, they need to be thanking Notre Dame. Because who started the the arms race when it comes to TV money? Right. 1991. There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you should thank Notre Dame for beginning that. Because once NBC did that, then that kind of started the ball. It would have inevitably happened eventually anyway, but Notre Dame got that ball rolling. And, uh, you know, and then all the leagues, obviously there's some court cases that went into effect that allowed leagues to, to negotiate on their own away from the independent of, of the, the NCAA. But again, that ball all got rolling back in 1991 when Notre Dame signed with NBC. So, yeah. you know, again, you should be thanking Notre Dame for doing what they did and you should be giving, thanking Notre Dame for giving them a team to hate because sports are better when there's a team to hate. Like no doubt major league baseball, which I will not be watching this year. Uh, they're better when the Yankees are good because it gives you somebody to hate. Like when the Houston Astros did what they did, I, I just – but it gave you somebody to hate, right? It's what – everybody loves the Cowboys. They love the Cowboys because they well, hate sure. the Cowboys. You know what I mean? And it's like when the Cowboys are just good enough exactly. not to win at all, it's better than when the Cowboys are 4-12 and because then it's almost like, man, I kind of feel bad for them. They suck. You know, it's like they, they went four and twelve. You want them to be yeah, like twelve no, and four, and like this is our year. We're gonna win the Super Bowl, and then they go to the AFC NFC Championship and get beat. That's like way better. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I mean, it's just it's like the Raiders. I can't even hate the Raiders anymore because they're just bad. They're kind of embarrassing. Now it's like all oh, the Chiefs. You know, they're so and you want them to lose the Super Bowl to the Niners because it's like ah, you almost got there, and then they win it. And you're like, well, okay, well, Pat Mahomes is a beast. <laughs> you know, you have to you have to own it. But you know, I just. It's just frustrating because I I don't know Vince maybe I'm just dumb for thinking that we should be able to have arguments and discussions and debates with actual data. 
Well, I, it's like it's like you watch politics, you watch sports. It's like, does anyone actually like use facts anymore or data or like make reasonable arguments, or is it all just I hate you, I'm going to destroy you? Yeah, facts and get in the way. Emotions, the truth, emotions you know? are going to rule the day. Yeah, facts get in the way of the truth. That's yeah. the problem. You know, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there a politician lately that said something like, you know? Um, uh, we'll take uh, facts over truth or something stupid like that. It's just like, yeah. oh my god, it's just oh goodness gracious. I won't name who that politician was, but well, I mean, um, look, the bot the bottom line is Notre Dame's going to be in the ACC in 2020. As a Notre Dame fan, mm-hmm. there would be nothing sweeter than for Notre Dame to go in, win the ACC, take that trophy, and then go be independent again. Yeah, I, I think that that would be that hilarious. as a Notre Dame fan. Like, let's okay. So we just got done telling everybody that we're, <laughs> we you, we need to not be emotional. Okay, so yeah, right. So right. all of our previous conversation was us as analysts giving you right. data. Now we're putting the fan putting hat a, on. Putting a pause on that, and we're hitting <laughs> we're hitting play on the fan hat, right? Yeah. And yes. And by the way, it was we're going to choose uh, truth over facts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but. It would be the most savage thing ever where Notre Dame comes into the ACC, wins the league, goes and plays in the Orange Bowl, wins the Orange Bowl, gets all that money, and then says, hey, thanks, guys. We'll be back thanks. to five next year. Yeah. <laughs> thanks to thanks for 2020. We'll see you in 2021. I just have this vision of, like, Brian Kelly, like, backing out of the ACC meetings, holding up both middle fingers, you know, with, an AC, <laughs> you know, with the ACC championship. <laughs> it would just be such a savage thing to do. Dude, hey, thanks, that- guys. I appreciate you. We're going to go ahead and take this ACC title home. We're going to do to you what, the, what our hockey team did to the Big Ten. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? So, it, I, that would be – that would be awesome. Yeah, that would it would be, be amazing. Awesome. It would be amazing, and I, that would be that would it's like you know Brian Kelly. I've been very critical of Brian Kelly, but if he goes out and wins the ACC this year, and then they bail back to, I mean, I'll just be like, okay, yeah, you didn't win a title, but yeah, okay, That's pretty darn good. Thanks, I mean, brother. I, <laughs> <laughs> that would shut up a lot. Oh, it of would. It man. would shut up so many people, especially but, especially ACC people who think Notre Dame's going to come in and go five and five this year. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're only ten and one the last three years, you know, right. two years against the ACC, you know, and what eight of those ten wins have been by double digits. But yes, they're going to go five and five in the league this year. I'm, I'm going to put my sense. my facts hat back on, and the, yeah. the fact of the matter is, on paper, and I realize it's on paper, Notre Dame's the second best team in the ACC, right? Yep. So, you know, and there, the I would ACC? say there's a gap between Notre Dame and whoever's next. I agree completely. I, I had a hard time. You know, look, obviously Clemson is number one on Notre Dame's schedule. And, and the there's ACC. a gap between Notre Dame and, and Clemson. And there's I would a gap. Say, yeah. Absolutely. No there's doubt. a gap in both directions. Yes, agreed. But after that, there's a debate as to who the second best team on Notre Dame's schedule is. And I think you and I agree as to who it is. And I, I did look at your article. Mm-hmm. I know you're surprised by that. I, but am. I, did, I am. I did look at your one through five. Do I take the have... kids today or something? Like, what's... <laughs> You and I have the same one through five. Um for sure, and and it's but it gets a little bit murky when you get down in that neighborhood. So, yeah. you know, look, Notre Dame should go nine and one in the regular season, and then they should have a rematch with Clemson in the championship. Should have, and they I can should tell at least you right go now, nine and one, yeah. Yeah, and I can tell you right now, that's exactly what the ACC wants, oh, gosh, especially yes. if that first Clemson. And it looks it like goes down to the fourth quarter, whatever the case may be. Are you? They're they want two good games. They the want a split. That's what they want. Okay. They want a split. Yes. And and and, and oh, I'll tell you what, it's even sure. better for the ACC if Notre Dame wins the regular season matchup. 
because you're going to have all nine, you know, 14 oh, other yeah. ACC teams rallying behind Clemson for that ACC title because oh, they do not no want Notre Dame winning that because oh, you know it would be the worst. Oh gosh, they don't because they know they don't want to have to deal with Notre Dame fans on social media for the rest of their lives. <laughs> Talking about how the ACC can never say anything about anything. You know, well, yes. we've already won an, uh, a basketball championship, right? Didn't Bray win that like year two? Yeah. Yeah. Women's basketball team has dominated that league since they arrived, right? Which is why they had so much fun this year beating up on Notre Dame. And that's right. not going to last very long because Coach uh, Ivy no. is already beasting on the recruiting trail. And they're, they're it's like, take, enjoy, enjoy taking your shots yes. now right. because <laughs> there are going to be some blowouts on the other end coming up here very soon. And then to have the football team just kind of walk in, take the title, and then like kind of walk out and say peace out, you know, would just be such a phenomenal move. But oh, and that and that's the thing. Notre Dame's competitive in every almost every single ACC sport that yeah. they're a part of. And yeah. you know, I mean, baseball was in the top twenty-five when things got shut down. I mean, they had just swept North Carolina, yeah. I believe. So yeah. you know, and they're a powerhouse in the ACC as far as baseball is concerned. So look, they. Notre Dame is successful in all their sports, and if Notre, if the football team goes in and does what we think that they are capable of doing, and look, even if even if Notre Dame loses to Clemson twice, okay, they still have a shot of going to the Orange Bowl because Clemson's right. going to the Final Four. Right. You so, would think, yeah, you would think you know? they'd be in the playoff. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, will say this: I I do think that that the the flip side of that though, Vince, is that if Notre Dame doesn't go nine and one and play yeah. for the title it's going to be a slap in the face because the be acc is season, not yeah. considered one of the two or three best leagues it'll be a disappointment it, it, yes and now play, you've given ammunition to yes. the notre dame haters like you went in the acc and you couldn't even compete for the title yeah. in that league yeah, what would you no. do in the big 12 or the big 10 of the sec you know so that's why i say agree. notre dame has more to lose this year than the acc does we, we play that game all the time on sports beat on wsbt radio is you know what would be what would be your idea of a successful season what would be a disappointing season anything less than nine and one is a disappointment anything less than playing for the acc title yes agree yeah yeah and i would even say not splitting with clemson would be considered a disappointment i mean you get two cracks at that you know what i mean it's uh, you know it's been since 2013 you beat a top 10 team i mean come on you get two shots at it this year you know if you if you handle your business so We'll see how it goes. But that's it for our first show back. Vince, I think it was relatively successful. I can still breathe at the, <laughs> by the end of the show, which is a positive. Uh, but, uh, look, we're going to be back to, to normal. We the, the good thing about this hiatus is it's giving me a lot of time to really map out our future as a podcasting you know, in, in situation. And, and I'm excited about what we're doing. Uh, we still have a couple things to work out, but – uh, we're very excited about this. And the one thing I would encourage you all to do, if you're listening to the show, I know you can get it on iTunes and all types of other things, but the best way to do it is to sign up for our uh, our podcast on SoundWise. SoundWise is a free app. You just download it. If you subscribe to our page, like literally, so I have, my, I have notifications and texts and stuff on my computer. So literally the moment I hit publish, within a second, it shows up that I have a new episode. Like that's the fastest way to get our podcast. So it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It's just an, an app. If you don't have, you, sound, you do the SoundWise app. Uh, it's the orange one. There's a couple of them. It's the orange one with like the little headset around. It looks like a light. Uh, it's like a light bulb, but it's also in the shape of a headphone. That is the one that you want to sign up for. Have that on there. Sign up for Irish Breakdown, and you will get those notifications. Like literally, I mean, I'm not joking. It's like a second. 
Like it's it's like all right, did I even finish hitting publish and that thing's already coming up? So uh, it, it really be a part of that. Now, of course, make sure you're reading our seven hoursbreakdown.com. We're getting closer and closer to the season. Tons going on, and uh, a lot of great content. But we're going to start ramping up some recruiting podcasts coming up with Mason Plummer, Nathan Erbach, myself. Uh, obviously, Vince and I are going to really get hot and heavy on on we. I'm really glad we made that decision to not waste twelve shows on talking about the schedule. Like I was like, man, I've, this may backfire. <laughs> we would have been almost done by now. Yeah, we would have been done. I'm like, well, I'm glad we wasted all that research on Wisconsin, USC, and Stanford. Yeah, that was phenomenal. No uh, and Arkansas, that was great. So, uh, but we're now we, we've got ten games to preview, and eventually it'll be another one. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll have plenty of that. So make sure you stay locked into the Irish Breakdown podcast. Uh, make sure you stay locked into IrishBreakdown.com, our website. And thank you all for your patience. Thank you all for your loyalty. Uh, and we are we are looking forward to going through this season with you guys. And Vince, this will be you and I's. It feels weird to say this, but this is going to be our first season working together, and I'm very excited about that. Yeah, for a full season. Yes, you're right. Very very excited about that. We got a little taste of three games last year. Yeah, but, but you knew what was going on. I Nobody did. else there did, but you I knew did. what was going on. So I know. it made me sad. Um, yep. But happy yep. for the future, which yes. is now our present. Oh, so. absolutely, buddy. And I'm excited about it. And I'm excited that you all are on board with us. So for Vince Dadari, I'm Brian Driscoll. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for being with us. And we will talk to you again very very soon. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.